let us pray. Shepherd of souls, call, you call us to an abundant feast at the table of your word. Open our hearts to feed on your goodness that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we might dwell ever more deeply in you. Amen. And today's scripture lesson comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with the 14th verse and going through to the 21st. Listen now for God's word for you. For the love of Christ urges us on because we are convinced that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died. And he died for all so that those who live might live no longer for themselves, but for him who died and was raised for them. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Just a few weeks back on Ukrainian Orthodox Easter, a family gathered around the table in Prague to celebrate Easter and to give thanks for new beginnings, most certainly for the new life of Audrey, another baby born to a surrogate, a refugee in a foreign land, this time fleeing an evil war declared by modern-day Herod. Twelve, yes, twelve, folks gathered out of the more than 30 that helped bring Audrey into the world. Never too far from the embrace of loving arms, sweet baby Audrey is surrounded at table by so relieved, so happy parents, Barbara and John, Babushka Elena, Ukrainian surrogate Yazia, and seven others who helped along the way. 
all experiencing some new sense of life themselves. But first, let's go back, rewinding 20 years to that providential wedding in Moscow. That's where one of my best college friends, American John Patton, met another American who was born in Russia, Varavara Pozdorovic. I got that last part wrong. Sorry, Barbara. She went by Barbara since she went to high school in the States. Not long after they were married in New York, returning home to London where they lived and worked. John doing a good bit of work in Russia and Ukraine. Barbara and John started trying to get pregnant about 12 years ago. After so many years of trying, everything possible God has provided for us, so many years of frustration, disappointment, and despair, down to their last real chance. Last summer, they engaged a surrogate, who you now know as Yazia, short for Ukrainian name that means conquering leader. Yazia was a single mother raising two children already, Vladislav, named for her, and Bugdana, which means God-given. As Yazia is a Ukrainian surrogate, sadly, you know where this story is headed. When the Russians invaded Ukraine on February 24th, Yazia and her children were at their home in Ukrainka with missiles targeting their town's power station every 10 seconds, and the war not 24 hours old, Yazia moves her family to the safety of her mother's home in the country. John calls that day to check on them just minutes after a missile hit the local power plant, plunging them further into darkness. Shaken and remarkably stoic, though, in the face of so much uncertainty, Yazia steps out in faith when she and John decide that she, her children, her brother, and the baby she's carrying would all move west to more safety in Lviv. Providentially, just weeks before, John had made a special trip to Kiev to meet with their lawyers and set up resources in case they were needed for just such a time as this. Also in God's providence, John was thinking through scenarios, certainly worrying through scenarios. He was able to rent the last two available Airbnb apartments in Lviv. Then John got to work from London, working the phones, contacts, and friends in a country at war. He was able to arrange a car service that offered the add-on of security guards. And the company's name, Sheriff. Their drivers daily risked their lives to help refugees travel west to safety. At this point, there was a shortage of gas, 
drivers, and even cars. Plus, the roads were overrun. But again, by the grace of God and the sheriffs, the driver drove Yazia, her kids, and her brother to Lavieu and then on to the apartments. John shared, At this point, those flats were all but full with other refugees, several surrogates, and friends of ours. But there was space for Yazia's family. Downstairs, a new friend helped Yazia prepare for the next stage of the journey. And another of their friends lived right next door. Those flats have helped surrogates and their families. Three of them, one new baby and about 20 other people since the start of the conflict. After almost a week there, John and Yazia decided it wasn't safe there either. With military equipment coming from the west and bomb threats every night, it was time to leave Ukraine. Her brother, as a military-aged man, couldn't leave the country, and he wanted to go back home to be with his mother. So he went one way, and they went the other, towards the Polish border to join the line of refugees fleeing the country. At the time, the wait was 40 hours. Thankfully, pregnant women with children got through in two hours. Yazia, Bogdana, and Vladislav had never left their country, did not have passports, but 10 days from home, they were there at the border, crossing to safety into Poland. Foreigners now in a new country. This is hard for me to get my mind around, but it is a welcoming country. With border guards who were gracious and kind. A country so welcoming, they're granting to those thousands of refugees the right to stay for three years. The right to work and medical insurance. That's refugee resurrection from the ashes of war. John shared the Polish border crossing was like a carnival. It was a new creation. So many people there to help. Farmers with soup, hot food tents, donated clothing. Reminds me of the resurrection we experienced in Colombia back in 2015, rising up from the flood with tents, food, supplies, and all kinds of people coming together to work and serve and help others. Back at the Polish border, John met them there with a driver, and they were off to Warsaw, but not before stopping at McDonald's on the way for some fries for the kids. Something tells me my buddy John had some fries too. In Warsaw for 10 days, where the kids made friends and had amazing support, then on to Prague, where Barbara and John set up Yazia and kids in an apartment. 
And yes, you guessed it, it was the last flat available too. But safe and settled at last, thank God Almighty, settled at last, safe. Their family of three, and now baby Audrey, represents the smallest percentage imaginable of the over 5.2 million Ukrainian refugees who have fled their war-torn country. And this was just a couple weeks ago. John didn't know then, but looking back, and these aren't his words, but they're mine, John helped set up a modern-day refugee underground railroad. Following in the footsteps of Yazia and her family, utilizing John's friends, contacts, connections, lawyers, resources, and sheriff drivers, lodging safely in their Lviv flats, and then traveling across the border to safety in Poland, John and Barbara were able to help 30 people. 30 people including five surrogates and their five babies, cross over to safety, some in a new country, creating so many resurrections, new beginnings. Just think about from whence they had come. John says it's a drop in the bucket. The people they've helped, the five families they've helped complete, and sure, yes, it is a drop, but what miraculous new life to witness. In John's own words, I think for every person we help get out of harm's way in Kharkiv or Kiev or elsewhere, or shared our flats in Lviv, there is likely someone else who helped us along the way. So there is new life in Audrey, but there is life and humanity everywhere, as well even amongst evil and chaos. True humanity. What is that? To me, it's simple love for other human beings without requirements of anything in return. New life, renewal, humanity, and love despite sometimes terrible circumstances. That, my friends, is resurrection. Resurrection that takes place on this side of the grave, as Jenny says. In Christ, it is new life. It is a new beginning. Smack dab in the middle of disappointment, destruction, and devastation. That's real. That's real resurrection, where things look the most hopeless in the midst of death. That's where the creative love of God really catches on, where new life and new beginnings against all odds spring eternal. Audrey Louise was born on April 11th in Prague, while Yazia's doctors from a bomb shelter in Kiev were calling to check on her. Can you imagine? 
In her birth three weeks early before Easter, I feel like God was showing off there, maybe just a little. She was early so she too could be there on Easter to celebrate the resurrection, the new life, new creation for all those gathered at the table. Barbara and John are beyond joyful, beyond grateful, and thankful to God, but also to every single one of those 30 people who helped by the grace and providence of God. And those 30 people who experience resurrection themselves, anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old life has gone, a new life has begun. Let us too live into the resurrections in Christ in our lives. To God be the glory forever and ever.